how many jobs do I need to have in a year before I'm satisfied? Like, y'all, I'm tired. Welcome to the Simply Jamila podcast. Hello, my name is Jamila, and honestly, it is Sunday morning, and I am still processing the news that I got when I was asleep. I literally thought it was a joke. Like, I thought it was a joke, and then I realized it wasn't a joke. And I realized what happened, but if you aren't aware, we have lost Matthew Perry. I'm not a watcher of Friends. I don't know how to say this without insulting people, but I just feel like Friends is one of those shows that lacks diversity. And after reading Gabrielle Union's like memoir about like her small little stint on the show, I'm like, yeah, Friends is just not for me. There's just a big lack of some color. But Matthew Perry, just seeing him in interviews and seeing him in other works. I know he is known for friends, but he has been in other things. It's just kind of like, it's a happy little light that's just gone. But considering the way that he died and just his overall struggles that he's been pretty um, been pretty honest about, apparently he wasn't so, so happy. So it's still just like news that's like kind of processing. It's like, wow, because... 54 is very young. I don't care what anyone says. 54 is very young. So it's just very like shocking. And I can only imagine how it is for the friends cast who were like so close to him. Like I'm sure this is like a very big shock. My thoughts are with everyone who knew him closely and personally. And I just hope that I don't know. Truthfully, I don't know. I I wrote a piece on Simply Jamila called Mental Health in Hollywood. I shared it on Instagram last night after I shared his news because it was like shocking. And it's like, these are people too that are suffering. And I don't think we really take that into account. We always end up shocked when someone passes away. And especially if it is in a self-harm situation. And we kind of forget like they are human too. They are going through what they're going through as well. Just like just like Twitch when he passed away, Angus Cloud when he passed away, like these are people who are struggling and they may bring us joy, but we don't know them personally enough to know what they are actually going through. So I just, I'm still processing that. But anyway, I I hope y'all are doing well. We are about to end October and enter November, which is absolutely crazy. I was texting my friend yesterday and she, we were just, you know, seeing how each other was doing. We're trying to like make plans to catch up because it's been a minute since I've rambled to her face to face. And she texted me, my recurring thought is life is crazy right now. I just need a quick coma. And that is literally me. (laughs) That is literally like where I am at in life. It has just been absolute madness between school like teaching and just things outside of school I literally sold my couch like three days ago two days two months before I move I sold my couch and I'm honestly starting to think that was not the best decision I thought it was going to take a little bit longer to sell it just because of the size of it like it's not the biggest thing but it sold like immediately and I was like mm, crap <laughs> so now I'm using my cute little white accent chair as my couch and actually, I don't know how crazy this is, but while I was waiting for them to come pick up my chop, chop, couch, wow, I'm still waking up. Can you tell? While I was waiting on them to pick up my couch, I started writing a love letter <laughs> to my couch. So that's going to be up on Simply Jamila sometime in November because like I've always wanted a blue couch and I finally got it. And then I was like, mm, 
you know, we had our moment. She was cute. She was fine. And now we're going to grow up a little bit. So what happened is I went to Ashley Home Store because the big thing for me is I wanted a couch that I could fall asleep on comfortably. The couch was just too small for my height for me to fall asleep. That literally was the problem. It was just I couldn't sleep on it. So I'm like, if I can't sleep on it, you know, how do I expect people to come over and sleep on it? So I went to Ashley Home Store because it's like half a mile, literally half a mile from where I live. And I went and I just wanted to like look at couches and then like they had, they kind of hit me with that. Our prices are going to raise soon. We have a really good deal going on. You don't have to start paying until like December. Like they use all the big words that my little global brain is like, okay. And long story short, I bought a couch. So I, and I am moving. I am fully moving literally this morning, this morning, y'all. I'm so upset. <laughs> my apartment complex, they don't. Okay, I haven't really talked about the squirrels on here, but I kind of have about the squirrels being in my wall and my ceiling and all that jazz. This is a very long intro, but I'm so frustrated. Okay, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm so mad. So they put a trap like next to where the squirrels are getting into my home, but they will not close it. So they came and took the trap down and they patched the hole in my wall in my bedroom they didn't even paint over it. it's just this ugly white blob you know what I'm gonna make that the cover of this like podcast episode that picture of the patchwork is gonna be the cover of this podcast episode because I want this to stay <laughs> as a part of my like life lessons or whatever forever because what the hell so they patched it up didn't paint over it took the trap down didn't close it this morning, I'm laying in my bed. I'm about to read my little book club book. I'm almost done. I'm reading The Silent Patient. It's crazy. It's getting a little whoop. And I hear them scratching at the same spot in my wall trying to get through the patchwork. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And I can't really blame the squirrels. I can blame my apartment complex for A, not taking this seriously and B, not putting in any effort to close it, which won't take long. And then C, literally my apartment complex made excuses for the squirrels. Oh, they need to stay warm. They're just burrowing for the winter. Da, da, da. I don't care. These <laughs> these suckers put a hole through my wall. Are you kidding? And you're, you don't care? So yeah, I, I'm, I'm very frustrated and I'm ready to move. And it's just another another thing that's happening, another thing that I have to deal with. So I immediately got up and I came into my living room. I was ready to lounge on my couch that I don't have. So I just sat in my little accent chair and kept reading the book. I can't wait to finish it. My goal is to finish it today. Today is October 29th when I'm recording this. This episode's going up literally the following day. And I'm hoping that I'm done with the book because I have to be because it's crazy. I have less than 100 pages left and it's wild. Anyway, that was my very, very long intro, and I did not intend for it to be that long. So we're just going to go ahead and get to some black and beautiful news. So for this round of black and beautiful news, I really only have one thing to share and it's just something that I stumbled upon and I don't really know how, but I found a black owned family winery in Maryland called Boyd Crew Wines and I was like, oh, that's like super cool. Now, what makes this like 
monumental, I guess, is that they are the first Black-owned winery in Maryland, which is history-making. So if you live in Maryland and you are in the mood to check out some wine, or I don't know if they have wine tours, I didn't really go deep into their website, but check out Boyd Crew Wines. I think that's really exciting. I don't really know on, I'm going to say this, like just as, I don't know how ignorant I'm going to sound, but I don't know a lot of black people who have wineries and own wineries and are in the wine business. So this is very cool. I literally think the only person that I know, I don't even actually know her as when T and Tamara had the reality show <laughs> and Tamara moved to like Napa Valley or something. I think they might have like a winery vineyard situation, question mark. I don't know. She's the twin that I don't really keep up with, if I'm being honest. But I think this is really cool. I don't know, you know, much about the family or anything. I just found it stumbled upon the Boyd Crew wines on my Instagram feed. And I was like, that's so cool. Like first in Maryland. That's very exciting. So that I would share with you. And if you're in the area, definitely go check them out. I will have a link to whatever I can find on their business in the description of this episode if you are interested and checking them out. And now, speaking of wine, let me get into my fake wine <laughs> that I'm drinking for the day. I honestly, I'm not the biggest, I drink wine, but I never think about buying it. It's just not something that goes through my brain. I don't know. My brain is immediately like hard liquor, which is really sad, but it's fine. We don't have to talk about it. I've actually, we have talked about it in my episode, um, literally called alcohol so that'll be linked in the description of this episode i just wine is not the first thing now if wine is like present i'll drink it but i don't think to go like buy a bottle i don't know but anyway for my fake wine today i am drinking welch's grape juice i had like the biggest like i don't know i've been giving into my cravings and i'm gonna blame this on my period i was like sitting at home and it was like 8 30 and it was the day before like i had to you know wake up at 4 a.m and go teach some youngins the next day and I literally was so thirsty, but I like tried to drink water to cure it and it wasn't working. So I like woke up, went to the grocery store, bought the big bottle of Welch's grape juice, which is on sale. And then I came home and I'm perfectly satisfied now. <laughs> and I'm like halfway through the bottle. This was like two days ago. So that's fine. That's cute, fun and exciting. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into what this episode is all about because I am very excited to just get into this discussion really. And I feel like this is the kind of episode that I really need to have like someone else who's my age like on the podcast to talk with me about it but I haven't yeah (laughs) I don't I mean that I haven't anyway it's fine okay so in an effort to establish some sort of career I have spent the past like three years or so working several jobs per year and I'm freaking tired what is it one year it was eight jobs one year was it last year I was at five I think it was at five last year. And then this year, I've narrowed it down a lot. I've been at one, two, three. I've been at three this year, which I think is not bad. So I've definitely, because I, you know, everything that happened over the summer. And then I was still working a second job. So yeah, I'm down to three, which is really, really great. And I have finally figured out, like, career-wise, like, what I think I want to do. I do believe, like, you know 
whenever I finish this like thing that I've been working on, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, I've been working on a book, uh, way, 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 way better than the one that I wrote in high school that will hopefully never see the light of day ever again. So if you got a copy, please disregard, like throw it away, burn it, whatever you got to do. I am rewriting, um, not even rewriting, I'm writing a completely different book. And, you know, if something comes of that, something comes of me writing, something comes of the blog, okay, whatever, we'll do a career shift. But for the moment, I really think that like teaching is good for me. It's something that I could see myself doing for as long as I can. I have hair falling in my face. I don't know the future, obviously, but I feel like a good for now thing for me is teaching. They say that it takes about three years to really like decide whether you like it or not, but I have some horrible kids and I still love teaching. So I am, I'm happy that, you know, this is like a good this is my decision. Like I can do this. And even the teachers don't get paid a lot. Maybe that's why I've always been on the struggle bus. So I can be a professional struggle bus writer while I'm a teacher. With that being said, I like teaching, but I don't like the school that I'm at. <laughs> and it's like, okay, dang, you know, we finally figured it out. But now I want to change schools for so many reasons. And that is something that I will talk more about when or if I'm going to say when, because we're going to be positive, when the transfer process happens, and hopefully I do get into a better school. But the thing is, is that it's not just like me, if that makes sense. Like I, for two, two ways that I say it's not just me. One, a lot of people in like, at the surrounding schools, at the surrounding schools are like, that makes no sense with a lot of things that happen at the school that I'm at. And I'm like, cool. Okay. So it's just this school. That's crazy. Like literally off its rocker. But then I also say it's not just me in the sense that I'm not the only person my age or close to my age who has been consistently changing jobs and has literally no idea, like has no idea, cannot be satisfied. And that's where us being an unsatisfied generation comes in. So I'm going to take it back a little bit. So I have a friend who is looking for a new job for the second time this year, second or third time this year. And then I have a Facebook friend, which we were friends in real life obviously like I wouldn't just add anyone on Facebook I'm very weary about that but I have like a friend we were closer a lot closer in college and then you know we graduated went our separate ways but we have each other on every social media platform that we possibly can and she mentioned um she celebrated her birthday this past week and she mentioned working many jobs to finally get to the career that she likes that she's like starting her career and she's like actually satisfied with what she's doing. I don't know what it is, but she's finally satisfied with it. But then my aha moment about this being a generational situation is when I met a stranger at my second Half Alive concert, (laughs) which I finally wrote about on the blog. I've been trying to write it for a very long time and I finally, finally, finally got around to it. So I will have a link in the description of this episode. I literally published it like I'm recording this on October 29th and like today, like it is being published today. I just... Half Alive, they are so great live and I had to see them twice and I want to write about my experience. I've been to three concerts this three concerts this year. Two of them were Half Alive and then one of them were Ray. One of them was Ray. And all of those concerts were just freaking fantastic. I think they got better and better because Half Alive, the first one, when I went to Charlotte, they I was like next to the stage so I couldn't really see their face. But then when I saw them when they were closer to where I currently live, I could see like I was like right there like I could see their face I wasn't like too close to the stage where I had to like strain my neck but I could see them like dead on 
everything that was happening and the same thing with ray i was like in the back so i wasn't too close but it also fortunately like it wasn't crowded i don't know like what that says as far as like ticket sales for the artists and it's quite unfortunate but as a viewer and as a fan for it to not be crowded and for me to see the artist like straight on i was like okay yeah i'm pretty satisfied right now i'm very very happy but anyway so when i went to the half-life concert the second time i met a girl named marissa i believe and she was a halfway nice person um <laughs> she kept talking crap about people who were standing right in front of us and i would like slowly step to the left because why are we being negative like just because it's a concert does not mean that they cannot hear you. And she talked very loud too. It was crazy. But she's getting a very like scientific degree, right? But she has no idea what she wants to do with it and currently works at a hibachi restaurant, I believe. And she's like living her best life working at the hibachi restaurant, but she doesn't want to do it forever. But she also doesn't know what she wants to do with her degree. And when she started talking about like, she just has no idea every thing that she's looked at it just doesn't suit her and whatever the case may be I kind of started thinking about like okay you know at first I thought it was just me and my friends right but then I was like this is a complete stranger who's doing the exact same thing who is trying to find another job because yeah the one now like gives her money but it's not satisfying so I started thinking like we are just a generation that can't be satisfied and now I want to figure out why like why can we not be satisfied with whatever we want to do. And I kind of started exploring a couple of things. My brain went in two different directions. Is it the conversation and prioritization of mental health becoming more prominent? Therefore, we are more concerned about doing what makes us happy instead of settling and being mentally tortured. Because that makes sense. I feel like a lot of people in generations before Gen Z, they just, you know, you got to pay your bills. You got to pay your bills. Happiness wasn't necessarily at the forefront. And I wonder if that's where like these midlife crises kind of come into play and like people all of a sudden changing their entire like being when they hit their 40s. It's because they spent their you know, 20s, 30s, and 40s, or whatever, they established themselves in a career that they aren't happy with, that they're not necessarily passionate about. And they finally reached a breaking point of like, if I don't do something to make me happy, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. And maybe Gen Z is just different. And where we're like, okay, we're going to prioritize our happiness now. But with that, are we shooting ourselves in the foot? Because we cannot stay at a job or stick with a job. And I completely get it. Because at the end of the day, I want to be happy. I remember, I don't know if I, I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast and I've talked about it on the blog, like freaking the frick out because I had no idea like how I was going to use my degree, why I got my degree. I wasn't happy with it at all, but I also didn't want to establish a career somewhere where I lost my love, right? Because studying interior design took away my love for creativity. I was just so down bad. I was like, I don't want to do anything anymore. And my creativity makes me who I am. It makes me Jamila. Well, part of it makes me Jamila. Rambling is the other part. But I, I just, I lost that so much. And then I worked at the design studio and I thought, you know, I finally have this opportunity to to kind of get it back, to see A, what the industry is all about, to fall in love with the industry and to feel like me again, as far as just like having that creativity. And we all know the design studio went sideways so quick and I got replaced with someone who fits the mold a lot better. She more than likely 
has a support system and I did not have that. And to work at that design studio, you needed to have some sort of support system or at least the husband who was bringing home double of what you were making because that's literally how little we got paid. Shade thrown, I'm done. Anyway, <laughs> honestly, being a teacher, I I got it back because even though it is very stressful, especially with it being my very, very first semester and really figuring out how do I teach the curriculum? How do I try to make it fun? But how do I make sure they have everything they need? Because they have like a big state test that they have to take at the end of this. Like, how do I balance all this? And that my creativity is very much so challenged there. And I love it. And I think that's where I love being a teacher is I love just like the creativity that comes with lesson plans and finding different solutions and seeing how creative they can be or how creative they're willing to be as far as like their projects, which this past project, ooh, y'all, going back to life being rough, I about lost my mind. Why did I give you five days to work on this project in class and you decide to ask me the day before the projects do what you need to be doing on the project? And classes are 84 minutes long. What did you do for 84 minutes? Oh, but that is part of the problem with that is cell phones. And then part of the problem with cell phones is administration wanting us to discipline people for the cell phones, but then not wanting part of disciplining people is writing them up. But then admin doesn't want to actually do anything when we write people up. I don't even want to get into it, but it's like, what's the point? And the kids know that you're not going to do anything. So therefore, they're not going to listen. And then they're going to drive me crazy because they're failing something and they want to make sure that their grade is good. No, <laughs> I'm past that now. I, I've, y'all, we've hit hardball. You're, if you're not going to pay attention, you're not going to listen. I'm not going to have any mercy. And it's the same with like people being really, really dumb and trying to use their cell phones and like Apple watches. Like, well, even if you're not taking the test while the tests are out. No, wait, where's... No, I was telling one teacher, I was like, COVID killed common sense when it comes to the students. And I hate to say that. I really, truly hate to say that. But I mean, it's like, where does the sense make? And then the crazy thing is one day in one of my classes, we were taking a test and I literally said, just because you're done with the test does not mean you see your phone. So, does not mean you see your cell phone. Why did two more people get their cell phones out? Like, what are we doing? But despite that, I actually really do enjoy teaching and I feel like I've gotten my sense of creativity back. And I think that's really showing in outside of school, right? Because the podcast is back to being weekly. I feel so motivated to write for simplyjamila.com. Do I need to find the time to do that? Absolutely. But I feel more motivated to do it. And I think, you know, doing the 30 days of content creation really, it didn't burn me out, but it was like a, oh, wow, that was a lot <laughs> type of situation. It was, it definitely took my breath away, but I'm falling in love with being creative again. And it took not settling to get there. I've worked multiple jobs just for the sake of financial security and not having like really the the biggest support system as far as just like parents go. But it's also like, again, I was so lost. I was like, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to make myself happy? And I'm very fortunate that here in North Carolina and other states as well, I've been looking at other states because girl got to go, girl got to go. But other states interior design fundamentals is a class that can be taught to high school high schoolers and I think that's really cool because it's like I can use my degree my degree is my way in but I can have fun and I can make those connections so I'm finally at a point where I'm like okay I can be happy and I'm at a career point where I can be happy but now I need to you know change my environment because the environment I'm in it ain't it ain't it and it's not worth the 60 miles I drive every day to, no, it's it's not worth it at all. But I'm wondering if that's part of why we are consistently switching jobs at, in my generation and at my age. It's like, 
we, I mean, yeah, money's part of it and we'll get there in a second, but it's also like, is this good for my mental health? I know someone that recently quit their job and I, and you know, he's been struggling financially. And then I was like, okay, so like, why'd you do that? And he was like, for my mental health. And I'm like, I get that. You do you, boo. I get it. But also bills and like, you need like a house and like a car like you also got to be able to meet your basic needs and that is part of the problem too it's like we don't want to simply we don't want to dedicate our lives to just paying bills essentially we want to actually live and part of being able to live is being able to financially you know sustain that in a society that is literally all about capitalism and inflation and paying two dollars for extra guac at Moe's it's it's very hard it's like how are you happy in a how are you how is it possible to be happy in a society that's literally ruled by money and discrimination and all this other jazz but it's like how so prioritizing our happiness could be one of the reasons why we are unsatisfied unable to be satisfied as a generation and are consistently switching jobs i'm speaking of unsatisfied yes in the career realm but i'm also just thinking about like just overall, like, you know, restaurants, shopping, whatever the case may be, it's like we always find a way to be unhappy with what we have. And I'm wondering if it's because in our head we have this expectation and we know what's going to make us happy and yet it's not available to us or I I really don't know what it is, but we're going to stick with the career talk and just consistently switching jobs. The first like why that I could kind of come up with was mental health. But then the second one is, is it because We want to get rich quick, but don't want to put in the work. Or maybe you want to put in the work, but the presence of social media is so prominent and the ability to make money via social media is so prominent that everyone thinks that they can do it. But in reality, not everyone can. (laughs) I hate to be like that person, but it's true. People do not take content creators seriously as a career, but I see the work that they put in. I don't even like looking at a screen long enough for putting grades in. And that's what I spent my entire Saturday doing. When I say that headache was hitting, I was eyes rolling in the back of my head. I was about ready to call it quits, even though I had like three more grades to put in. Content creators are staring at a screen for like 12 to 15 hours a day if they're editing their own stuff and doing their own stuff. So I could like it's a job. That is a real job. And I think some a lot of people with that being in our face and just different social media platforms coming to fruition it's like okay we see this we see that it's possible to make money and to be sponsored uh, by different companies whatever the case may be via social media and so a lot of people think that they can get rich quick by following and you know those footsteps and becoming a social media content creator whether it's like on tiktok or instagram or youtube or whatever the case may be but then they realize how much work is in it and they're like, okay, no. So then there's like another get, get rich quick scheme. And next thing you know, you have the scammers calling you or you have the people standing on the side of the road with their signs while they're writing, while they're wearing like name brand items or whatever the case may be. Like is part of the reason why we are unsatisfied with our jobs is because we just simply want more money, which I, girl, I get it. Okay. I get it. With the way inflation's going, I get it. I, okay. I going to Tennessee is a lot. It's not my favorite thing at, at all. I go for family and friends, period. But I also go f- for the lower gas prices, okay? Because I have been in North Carolina for almost a year, and I have not seen gas go below three oh nine. 
When it was 309 here, it was like 279 in Tennessee. I, ooh, ooh, I had never been so happy to be <laughs> in Yeehaw Nation in East Tennessee. I was so excited. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Just this past week, gas hit like 311 here. I almost cried. I was so happy because it hasn't been like that. And it's hard. How are you expecting me to drive far to teach a bunch of miscreants? And it's 60, 60 miles the entire day and gas is like 349, 359 crazy and then of course teacher pay then you gotta include rent in there it's just it's madness it's truly madness it's another reason that i am moving it's another reason why i am moving the squirrels got me out but the squirrels opened my eyes to what's really going on but i i understand that money is a part of it we want more money but then we get to these you know positions where okay maybe we upgraded our job oh i have to sneeze i always edit out when i sneeze but just know i got it out anywho <laughs> we get we we start off with a job that's like you know it is what it is you know happy to be here it's a job well then we find a job where we make more money well we also have to do more work and with doing more work you know that's more strain on your mental well-being and if you're not taking care of your mental health then it's like okay do I really want to stick this out I want to do this so then we fall back get another job Get another job that's better for our mental health, but also makes us less money. So then we start freaking out because we're not making as much money as we used to. And then it's like, okay, you go two ways. You join a lot of America who is having to work multiple jobs, or you simply either go back to the job where you're making more money or find another job that requires more work and makes you more money. But that's just another like motivator. Money is a motivator and our generation being unsatisfied. And again, that's why I'm like, I'm probably been on the struggle bus so I could be like a permanent passenger whatever the case may be and figure out how to struggle on teacher pay which I I think as a single woman given how old I am and the great blessing that I am still on a parent's health insurance I don't have to necessarily worry so much about I don't know like the teacher pay being as low as it is do teachers deserve to get paid more heck freaking yes because why am i low-key a bodyguard and a teacher and the person that you go to when you have a boo-boo and like kind of a counselor sometimes and like why am i all of these things and they tell us to and you know what you know what's fucked up is they tell us not to be all of these things but it's like who's going to be there for these kids at the end of the day who's going to be here for these kids you want us to keep them out of trouble but don't and this is not like every teacher or every school this is just my experience with the school that I'm at but you want us to keep them out of you want us to keep them out of trouble trouble but you don't give a shit about their lives like it doesn't make sense and for me I always give a shit <laughs> I you can't make me not care I think that's harder than trying to get me to care I care a lot even the kids that are horrible I care a lot and I wouldn't be so hard on them if I didn't care. And they tell us, you know, they tell us to leave the bad ones behind, which I do have a few kids. Like at the end of the day, if you're just going to sit there and sleep, I'm going to give you a zero. And I don't even really give out zeros. I normally, if you don't do something, I give you like a 50, but I kind of reached the point where I was like, you did nothing. You're going to get a zero. I need you to put in some effort. <laughs> Teachers. Yeah, they, they definitely don't get paid enough, but I think given my age and just my, you know, just situation, like the 
blog and this podcast and just like drawing and writing and and reading, they satisfy me. So I'm not someone who like goes out all the time. I think things get crazy when I do decide to travel. But like if I'm just like I don't go out every weekend and do anything crazy. And I do make it's kind of weird. I don't go out and like party. Right. But I do manage to leave my house every day. Yesterday. What was it? Oh, I went to check the mail. I went to check the mail and like today, this beautiful Sunday, uh, I'm going to go return my library book. It's so gorgeous outside. I'm literally watching the leaves fall right now. I'm going to go, there might be a park. I live close to a park. I might go there, go for like a nice little walk. There's a hiking trail not far from me. I try to not hike by myself, but I might make that journey and go, I don't know. We, I will see, but no matter what I do today, it's going to be free, you know, but it'll get me out of my very dark squirrel infested apartment. So I make sure that I get out, but I'm not spending money when I do it. If anything, the money's just gas being burned. But I, one thing that I really treasure about where I live and just anywhere that I live, even when I live by myself in Tennessee, is like I need to be in a very convenient location. And I think considering my financial status and just being the age that I am with the money that I'm making being a new teacher is that... (laughs) you it's better to be closer to everything because you are using a lot less gas and it's just I don't know it's convenient it's so much easier so even where I move which have I found a place yeah absolutely not but it's fine wherever I end up moving I am looking at location and the convenience of everything like how close am I to something even if it's Target which Target destroys my wallet every day but if I can be close to Target and I am not mad at the Good and Gather brand like groceries, I mean, Good and Gather is cheaper items. So if I need to get something real quick as far as groceries go, like Target is literally right there. Or like right now the Dollar Tree is super close and I needed some like trays for my classroom. Like everything is just very close and convenient and that helps in the financial aspect of it all. So again, permanent struggle bus passenger, but that's me speaking for myself. I can't speak for everyone else who is my age. And, you know, we are in our 20s, uh, at least part of Gen Z. We're in, our, we're in our 20s and we're like, okay, how do we survive in a society that is literally putting us in positions to fail? And that is in every sense of the word, not just financially, but literally every way possible. How do we freaking survive? And I think that's part of just being unsatisfied with our careers. If we are looking at it financially, it's like, I, how do we do this? It's a balancing act. And I think the money aspect of it goes into the mental health aspect of it. It's like, I want to make more money, but I also want to be happy with what I'm doing. But with being happy with what you're doing, I don't want you to sacrifice what you love. Like I love writing. I love writing. I can talk my little ass off. (laughs) I don't know if you've gathered that right now, but I love it. And I love reading. And my book reviews, surprisingly, are the most popular thing on Simply Jamila. And and I love that. I'm happy for it. But I don't ever want to put myself in a position where that is gone, where that sacrifice, where I no longer love it. The same way that I loved being creative and then studying interior architecture and then working in the field completely destroyed any love of creativity for me. Like, I don't want that to ever happen again. So it's like, how do I find something that makes me happy without taking my passions away from me, but then also make money. It's a challenge. And I think that's where being an unsatisfied generation as far as like careers and consistently changing jobs comes from. And it just, yeah, I just was thinking about it. And I was like, you know, I finally found my thing. I found my niche, I guess. Now I don't like the school that I'm at. 
you know, and I have, I've been told several times, you know, like, you'd be a great mom. And I think my maternal instincts are really allowed to shine with being a teacher. And several people have suggested to me over the years, especially since graduate, especially since COVID, really, since 2020, that, you know, maybe I should give teaching a shot. And now that I have, I'm like, okay, everyone's right. I love it. And at some point, I'll be a mom, you know, to probably find someone first. (laughs) But I did tell myself, and we'll see if this how if I stick to it and I don't remember what I used to say it was it in high school I used to talk about insemination or was it college I used to talk about it a lot when I was like a teenager and I was younger but I really decided like like set in stone decided if I'm 35 and I haven't found someone I am going to be like Jennifer Lopez in that one movie that I forgot the title of the name of and I'm gonna get inseminated because I would love to be a parent and I don't want to wait on a man to get me there. Now, anything could happen within the, what, next 10 years and like eight months or whatever the case may be, however long it is until I turn 25, anything can happen, of course. But if I make it, you know, that amount of time and I'm still single as a Pringle in my best life, then I'm going to get inseminated because I won't be a mom. But for now, I'm going to be a mom of 95 people, it feels like. And just do the best that I I can with that. So I'm happy that I've found something that satisfies me. But it's like, okay, I'm still unsatisfied because I now want to do what I'm doing somewhere else. So I really just wanted to have this discussion because it's like, it's, it's nice that it's not just me. But it's like, okay, is it our entire generation? Is it our entire generation? Who else is a part of Gen Z that it's just not satisfied? Like you cannot be satisfied with where you're at in life or just anything really and I saw I saw this on Instagram it was like a little quote I might have shared it I can't remember I think I just screenshotted it and kept it and one day it'll be like a Wednesday word type situation or I might delete it I don't know space is running low on my phone I don't know what I was doing but I saw it and it said I actually don't want to climb any corporate ladders I don't care about job titles I don't need accolades I just want to have income to fund my lifestyle not be depressed help other people and be around good humans that's it that's it it's spelled d-a-s-s-i-t all one word (laughs) but i saw that and i was like yes because i don't give a shit about climbing a corporate ladder i i mean my job title is teacher and i'm praying that it'll be like that for as long as it possibly can accolades i've never been one for attention um and awards it just i i feel weird and i've gotten the accolades that i need i was valedictorian i graduated with honors i've been on the dean's list five times i've received the diversity scholars award five times i've received i have plaques for algebra (laughs) from high school like i've gotten what i needed as far as that goes and i've hit milestones with the blog i've hit milestones with the podcast like we're good we're happy we're satisfied I just, again, I want to, like she said, I want to have an income to fund my lifestyle. And I think I finally have gotten there a little bit. And I mean, I'll be depressed. You know, we can only do so much there. If I can find another therapist, that'd be fantastic. But if not, then it is what it is. And I do want to help other people. And again, I feel like I'm finally able to do that with the career that I've chosen and be around good humans. That's been the challenge. I And especially that comes with that has become a challenge just because I am so unfamiliar with where I am. And I mean, it's been like a year. I kind of have my little routes. I know how far I am from different universities and all of that jazz. But at the end of the day, I'm still somewhere relatively new. 
and not in your family. And I, it takes me a long time to establish relationships and connections, like very actual legit connections, not the ones that are service level, like the ones I talked about last week or not last week, but the week before last week. I just being around, you know, it takes a, it takes a minute. I do want to be around good humans, especially in this new state that I live in. But and that's going to be that's going to take some time. But when it happens, I'm very excited about it. And I have made like a few friends, but you know, those comes with their challenges. They they definitely come with their challenges and just things being said that are like, you obviously do not know me the way that you think that you know me, but it's fine. It's okay. We're new. It's cool. We're learning. Yeah, I, I'm, that quote has summed up really the saddest, my level of satisfaction. I will know that I've made it when I have an income that funds my lifestyle and I can help other people and be around good humans. Not be depressed. You know, that's asking for a lot. <laughs> that's asking for a lot. I I know, listen, so, and I, have I talked about this? I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. I know for sure I talked about it on the blog. I remember it's one of my favorite things that I've written this year and I'll have it linked in the description of this episode, but I know I'm depressed when all I want is McDonald's. And y'all, this past week was not a good McDonald's week. Let me just tell you that. Part of my problem with, I, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I'm just not even going to finish that sentence. It's just, it's really bad. All I want is like a Sprite and French fries from McDonald's. Sometimes I'll throw in like a Big Mac in there. And if I eat it like three days in a row, I'm like, mm, something's, we're not, we're spiraling mentally. But yesterday, or no, the day before yesterday, I cooked. And then yesterday I cooked breakfast. Shockingly, I cooked breakfast. And then I ate the leftovers from the meal that I made Friday and like today, you know, I really don't know what I'm going to do. Actually, I need to figure that out, but I've been, we're back. We're getting, we're getting ourselves together. I don't know if you can tell even just like me having more energy in my voice this episode than I did like the last episode. Like we are making our way back from the downward spiral that we were going on. If you are a member of Gen Z, I want to know, are you satisfied? Do you think this is a generational thing? What's going on? What's going through your head? And while you think about that, I'm going to get to some wrecks and regrets. My grandma has surprised me with some clothes for the winter because I don't have enough clothes for the winter. And I, you know, I'm very grateful. I haven't even, I'm literally looking right now at my dining table, which was a tornado. Like it looks real bad, but that's the beauty of grading at the end of the quarter. And I'm looking at the table. There's two packages from that she ordered for me that I still haven't opened. And she keeps asking me to like try them on, make sure everything fits. Like she'll call me, she'll text me and I'm like, you know, I'll get there, I'll get there, I'll get there. Why haven't I done it yet? Because of this first thing I'm going to tell you about. It's um, a movie series called A Christmas Prince. (laughs) I literally like in the midst of grading, in the midst of grading, I yesterday binged all three Christmas Prince movies on Netflix. I am so ready for December 20th. You have no idea. I need to go touch some grass and hug my family and friends. Okay. I miss them like it's nobody's business and I I need it. I need it. So I have been, I've skipped Halloween. I'm sorry. I'm one of those people. I don't really care for Halloween. I skipped Halloween and I went straight to Christmas. And yesterday I watched A Christmas Prince, A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding, A Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby, like all of it. I, all three yesterday, I need help. Um, (laughs) 
Anyway, if you like cheesy, predictable Hallmark movies, you will like um, all of the Christmas Prince movies. It's one of those where like the first one's the best one and then they should have just stopped after the first one, but they couldn't. Anyway, speaking of Netflix, the next thing is a TV show that aired or premiered or whatever last week, I believe. It's called Neon. It is about reggaeton music. It's an artist who's trying to make it big. And it was pretty good. Very easy binge. It's only eight episodes. Each episode is like less than 25 minutes or so. Very easy binge. Really cool. That's it. That's all I have. It's really cool. It's very like just an easy, if you need background noise type of TV show. So it's not something that I'm like, you're going to like love it and watch it and like dive deep into it. But it's like, I looked up when we were on episode four and I didn't even realize it type of situation. Next thing I have. Oh God. (laughs) It's a book. Okay, this is actually the book that I talked about, you know, needing to return to the library. It's this book. And it's a book that's not going to get reviewed on Simply Jamila because no, but it's called The Roommate by Rosie Dannon. It was my like easy read when things got a little too crazy with the silent patient. I was like, mm, I started to feel there are moments where I was like, oh, I don't like this side character or like, oh, I feel icky with like reading the silent patient. And I was like, we got to take a step back. So when we were taking a step back, we were reading The Roommate and... <laughs> It is a porn love story. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is a porn love story. It is not what I anticipated at all when I picked it up. And I was like, mm, but I'm one of those when I start something, I have to finish it, which is why it's driving me crazy that I have yet to finish Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And technically, I've been reading the book for almost two years. Literally, the first goal that I have for 2024 is finishing that big book by Gabrielle. But taking it back to the roommate, it's pretty much like this guy and this girl end up being roommates in like a very weird way it was like an accident and the girl is like a socialite from the east coast who flew to west to the west coast to like escape her life and then the guy is actually a porn star and she kind of somehow gets involved in his like industry and they create like this own like business that's like sex education for adults so it's not like fully porn but like it it kind of is uncomfortable and raunchy at certain situations and they created this business to take down the dude the dude's name is josh to take down josh's like old porn business like the people who he worked for to like take them down it was weird it was an easy quick read it was just weird like i don't regret reading it necessarily for the like because of the context of it it was just weird and it was in third person too and it was one of those books that probably should not have been in third person i'm not a big third person fan but there are third person point of view books that i've read that i'm like i loved this yes you did fantastic congratulations i'm so happy you sold me on third person pov but like this book it shouldn't have been i didn't really vibe with it at all as far as it being like it was third person written as if it was in first person it was weird It was just weird. And then the last thing is just kind of like a feature on an app. I have been really loving the day list on Spotify. I don't know if you guys um, have Spotify, but Spotify, I mean, I know it's another way for them to track you and like, we hate that and like, blah, 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 whatever. But it's really cool because it has, it, it does track you. It keeps track of like the kind of music that you listen to at certain points of the day. And I really like it because it's exposing me to like new music and new artists and just people that I don't normally listen to but it 
also very much so fits the vibe for the time of the day that I listen to it. Sometimes it gets it wrong because like I do use Spotify to listen to lo-fi music like at school and there's moments where I'm like, okay, I'm not at school right now. I don't want to listen to like lo-fi music. I'm trying to get hyped. Early in the morning, I do listen to a lot more like just chill songs. And so I love listening to The Day List. It's really gotten me like, I listen to a lot of Ty Verdes now, Remy Wolf. I listen to a lot of them now. So, but it still plays the people that I normally listen to like Half Alive and Coin and all of them. So I don't know. It's just a really cool feature. So if you've been very like iffy about it, I definitely recommend checking it out. And like even yesterday while I was grading, I listened to my day list like the entire day and it changes like as the time of day changes. So we went from like my very energetic because I normally clean on Saturday mornings. So I listen to like super like cheesy pop songs that have just, you know, taken over our lives over the years. So it went from like all those throwback old like pop songs and like songs that I haven't heard in a while, like Home, the 2019 remastered edition. And then it went from that to R&B and hip hop in the early um, afternoon yesterday. And it was like a good like switch, like it, it, it lined up. So we went from cheesy pop to SZA, a lot of Kendrick Lamar, a lot of J. Cole, um who else oh my goodness uh summer walker like it was just a very big change so if you have been iffy about the day list on spotify i definitely recommend not being iffy it's a really cool feature um and i I recommend it it's exposed me to a lot of people that i really really like that is it speaking of people that i really really like i really like you and i appreciate you for listening to this podcast and now i'm going to go do something i haven't decided if i need to clean my apartment or take a shower and go to church i know those are like two totally different things but it's driving me crazy that my apartment's messy but also churches starts in 12 minutes so i but like i also need to shower i don't know we're kind of confused do i i don't know what to do while i struggle i'm going to let you move on with your life so i will be in your ear next week with another episode of simply jamila podcast talk to you then have a great rest of your week enjoy halloween and enjoy the start of november oh my goodness When do we fall back an hour? Speaking of it being the start of November, wait a minute. Hold the phone. Hold the freaking phone because I just realized at some point we have to fall back an hour. (gasps) That's literally next Sunday. Y'all, we fall back an hour next Sunday, November 5th. Oh my goodness. That sucks. Okay. Well... Don't forget to set your clocks back an hour next week. That's crazy. Um, I wasn't ready to. Wow. Let me go freak out. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Don't let your head get in the way. Can't be defined by your mistakes. You know you're trying, you're trying.